tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Oh, AfterBuzz TV. The destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! It's so epic every single time. I just feel like, exactly. (laughs) Don't you feel important just because, like, you get this fanfare? It's amazing. It just puts you in a good mood. It does. Yeah, it totally does. Like, put medals on us. Right? I know. Come on. That'd be amazing. We gotta, we gotta sort that out sometime. (laughs) Hello, AfterBuzz TV and Star Wars Rebels fans. Welcome to the Star Wars Rebels After Show, Season 2, Episode 3, There Are Always Two. Right? Oh, yep, yeah. that's it. I mean, it's a good description of what happened in the episode. Carry, carry two, the one. Always yep, one. there's always two. Yep, two, two, there two. always are. Yes, <laughs> out. It does. It, it really does. I, uh, if you guys have not done so already, please be sure to head over to iTunes, subscribe, leave us a rating, leave us a review. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, also, if you are listening on iTunes, remember you can always go over to YouTube as well and watch our video feed. You can uh, subscribe there and give us a thumbs up and uh, let us know what you think in the comments. Uh, also, we are uh, following that hashtag ABTV Rebels, and you can use that during the show and throughout the week to stay in touch with us. Thank you so much, guys, for bearing with us for uh, doing the show on a uh, slightly different day than we normally do. We'll be back at our normal time last week, but Megan and I were uh, on the red carpet last night for Ash versus Evil Dead. Speaking of which, I'm Emma Fife. I am your host. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Emma Fife. I am joined by a fabulous panel today, a mainstay here at AfterBuzz TV and on the Star Wars Rebels After Show. We have Miss Megan Salinas. Hey guys, you can tweet at me at the Menguin. That's T H E M E N G U N. And we are very excited to have a guest host with us tonight from Legion of Leia. She does all things Rebels. Over there, we have Sabina Ibarra. Hi, everyone. You can find me on Twitter at Wicked underscore Phoenix or at Legion of Leia, which is at Legion of Leia. And you can also subscribe to us on iTunes now. Which yeah, is you guys are doing a podcast yes. now. <laughs> That's fantastic. I write for Legion of Leia sometimes, but I haven't been on the podcast yet. Someday. You need to. <laughs> yeah, I totally want to. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> awesome. So before we get into the episode, I just want to ask you, Sabina, because I think this is something that that Megan and I agree on. It's something that was brought up. So I was just on an episode of Jedi Alliance, which was so much fun, and we talked about Star Wars Rebels, and one of the things that we brought up was that it's one of the first Star Wars things that I've been really, really excited about in a long time. So, Sabina, I just want to sort of get your your general thoughts on the uh, series before we get into uh, this episode. Oh, my goodness. I was really excited when it was announced. Uh, I, I cried a little when I found out that the character in it uh, would be named Sabine. I know! I was <laughs> I like, was, I have a feeling that, oh. like, during the show today, I'm going to accidentally call her Sabina because, like, you're right in front of me. <laughs> yeah, so actually, when I write my recaps for Legion of Leia, there is not a week that goes by that I have to like correct my own name. Right, exactly. I'll type out Sabina and then like, wait, wait, no, it's not me, Sabine. (laughs) (laughs) When I first heard you were coming on, I was like, we got Sabine? That's (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah. the actual cat. I mean, it's pretty amazing. It's her. She's an animated character, but actually, <laughs> on the podcast, uh, Anastasia identifies as Sith and uh, Jenna as like a rebel, and I'm like, I'm a Mandalorian bounty hunter. Of course, you are naturally. Yes, yes. High five. Yeah. <laughs> so you were excited that there was a character named Sabine, very yeah, close to your own name, totally close to my own name, and I was like, oh my goodness, it's just like almost Sabina, and just yeah, just I feel like I have a little bit of Star Wars cred now. Yeah, totally. Well, <laughs> yeah. and so basically, you were going into this series watching it, and it already had you won over oh, simply yeah. based on totally. the name of the character. <laughs> yes, and then I just feel like we're getting all these like small little glimpses into stuff that's coming up. Yeah, and... I totally agree. I, I completely agree with you. And I, I just, there was something for me about this series that feels like the original trilogy, you oh, know? Because yeah. it's like these... You just, like, get smacked by nostalgia. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, the first few episodes, I was just like, these aren't tears. <laughs> like, I'm not crying, you're not crying. crying. Well, and this season, I, I know that, like, because this season is a little bit darker, I feel, I feel like a little kid again. Yeah. But not, like, in the, oh, adventure, in, like, the the idea that the dark side is this big, menacing, terrifying thing. Oh, my gosh, thing. so so, so scary. I totally, totally agree with you. Well, let's talk about that, because let's yeah. talk about this episode, because, oh, yeah. oh man, did we see some dark side presence. Yes. Thoughts overall? I was really um, pleased, considering that this, you know, it's the week of Halloween. Right. I this was, like, the perfect time to air this episode, not knowing anything else that comes out this season. Right. This was, like, the perfect time to air this episode, because this was very reminiscent of, like, Alien. Yes. Yeah. To the it's so much. The abandoned ship in space. I know. I creepy corridors. Absolutely, absolutely love that trope as well. Yeah. And and as you say, it was very Aliens. You Event know, Horizon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That episode of Tenshi Muyo that was. <laughs> Or the episode of Rick and Morty. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. It worked so well as a Halloween quote-unquote episode because it is something that we've seen a lot in especially the sort of science fiction horror genre. And uh, because basically the main plot of the episode involved them going to this abandoned base that Rex had given them the coordinates for in search of medical supplies. Uh, Ezra was not assigned to this uh, mission, <laughs> but he decided to invite himself along. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that was hilarious because uh, Rex and Kanan were arguing over some of his training. Yeah. Which I thought was really interesting with like all the digs that they were giving each other. I over discipline, like, oh, well, I mean, it seems like the issue isn't with his discipline, it's with yours. I mean, did you even learn to have discipline? I was like, yes. whoa. <laughs> I know. Was it me, or, like, when when you pointed that out, I, I did think to myself, I was like, wow, everyone was really passive-aggressive this Because <laughs> <Yeah. time." laughs> everybody, Callus, uh, the Inquisitor, yes. they were all taking digs at each other for some reason. I don't quite get it. <laughs> Every- like, even the digs were kind of references to the original trilogy. It's like, oh, it's just a glorified trash can. Yes! <laughs> oh my gosh, I loved that so much. <laughs> or the just, dis- oh, oh, did he get another disturbance? Yes. I was like, yep. great, this is amazing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, it was interesting, too, because, I mean, for the, the past couple of episodes, Captain Rex has been really, really in focus. And of course, he is a character who is a carryover from the Clone Wars. And so it was kind of nice, I think, in some ways to see him be more out of because he's really only in the beginning and the end of the episode Mm -hmm. in this episode. So it was kind of nice to see him 
come out of focus a little bit and and bring some of you know the rebels mainstays back into focus here particularly Zeb this was a, a really great episode for him I thought oh yeah no 100% because um, I, I know we talked about this last time but I know that we, for a lot of Rebels fans they were kind of concerned that bringing in members from Clone Wars that it was going to become the Clone Wars show. yeah oh completely <laughs> and so it's it's nice that like our main group is still our main group even if the dynamics are shifting and developing and evolving yeah absolutely so they uh, they, they take one of the subsidiary pods from Ghost down to uh, this base that they've gotten the coordinates for, which fortunately Rex had codes to get into, which do work. Yay. Yay. Uh, they get in there. There's no power. Thank goodness we've got Zeb along because he's got brute strength. <laughs> so he just busts open that door and we go in there searching for the medical supplies. And basically, you know, they, they find what's left of the main console. Chopper powers it up and then they all sort of split up to search for the medical supplies. Classic scary movie blunder, yep. right? Oh, yes. Although, there, was that also that part where they, like, start messing around and Sabine's, like, the older sister? Yeah! And they over some things. It's funny because then um, Ezra's like, oh, that's why you have to learn to keep your head down. And he goes yes, smack right I into know. The oh, my gosh. That was, yeah, the, there was some really, really good comedy as the, yeah. as the search was starting here because basically, you know, Zeb and Ezra always kind of push each other's buttons a little bit. And so they were going to, you know race to find these medical supplies and uh and Ezra yeah, used the force to uh <laughs> throw some crates onto uh Zeb's head as he was running by and uh then of course good uh karma man it gets ya <laughs> but I, it did definitely set a really good callback that comes back later on yeah great. yeah I did like that it also never gets too mean spirited it does yes. feel like more of like family tussling mm-hmm. than it does like because kids can get mean, and I'm I, yeah. I like that. It feels like family. Well, and especially on a kids show, it's nice to see sort of family friendly arguments, and it's not really them being mean to each other for the sake of being mean to each other. You yeah. know what I mean by that? Um, because I think that's the, something that that Rebels does incredibly well is because it is a kids show technically uh, that it it really teaches good lessons and has good interaction between the characters that's justified and character-driven and isn't just argument for the sake of argument, because it's funny, or something like that. (laughs) Uh, Yes, so, let's talk about probe droids. Are they just everywhere? I know. (laughs) Like, because we we were talking about it, and this probe droid was hanging out at this abandoned, derelict base, and, the, you know, it wasn't until they got the power surge that the other Inquisitor decided to show up. But this probe was already there. So yeah. Does she just have probe Probes droids? Everywhere? Like, all over the galaxy? They just on pets. the off Is she, like, a, instead of a cat lady? Right, she she's like lady? a probe lady. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was super creepy seeing her walk down the hall and having three droids. Yeah. Like, yes. Holding around. around her. I yeah, know. or like when she stopped someone with a force and then they drag him away. Yeah. It's so creepy. Well, there was a probe droid on Celos too, so I, I'm like feeling like maybe the Empire just has eyes everywhere. They're just, they're just all over the galaxy. <laughs> you know? They're stepping up their surveillance. Game, Listen, when you're trying to run an evil empire, <laughs> like you, you gotta think about it a little bit. Like, it's not just gonna happen if you're not constantly keeping tabs on what's going on in, in your galaxy. I wanna be at that <laughs> meeting though. That like, where should we send out our pro droids? <laughs> <laughs> there, there. That, that looks good. That derelict, godforsaken, 
bit that's probably right, haunted, right. that's a good place to send a droid, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. But ultimately, uh, via these probe droids and the power surge, which of course happened when they powered up the base so that they could, you know, go try to find the medical supplies, attracts the attention of uh, a couple of shifty characters. <laughs> yeah. uh, at the end of the last episode, we met another Inquisitor, the fifth brother. And uh, though they haven't actually said his name, it's all over the internet. Oh, yeah. uh, so I'm just going to refer to him as that, because I know what his fifth name brother. is. And uh, and then we meet another Inquisitor in this episode, hence there are always two, the seventh sister, who... Holy moly. <laughs> I freaked out when I saw her in the trailer last yes. week. And her appearance in this episode, I mean, Megan and Sabina were both there. They can attest to the fact that, so there's like a probe droid. It was, uh, it, the, the way they set up the shot was yes. so good. So there's like a probe droid, and then it like crawls up her arm, and you just hear her speak, and the light comes up on her, and I jumped. I was like, oh my gosh, so amazing. <laughs> well, yes. and it was it was just really creepy, uh, just mm-hmm. because her voice modulator yeah. is real and weird. and her mannerism. <sighs> she has, like, the claws going on, and... Mm. <laughs> I, yeah, I do want to ask, what did you guys think of, like, these two character designs? The design, because... I, her design in particular, I just oh, yes. love. I mean, we'd seen some stills of her character design, and we got a little preview of it in the episode last week, but... <sighs> that outfit. So good. So good. <laughs> I mean, bad guys get way better outfits than good just guys. black on black on black. <laughs> <laughs> well, and even the fifth brother, uh, his... His eyes. Mm-hmm. It's like looking into the stars, like and and then he like does that side blinky thing, like they did in Men in Black. It's so creepy. Well, it's really cool because um, you have the sense that there's now this subgroup. Yes, and they're not, I guess, Sith. But they have just like Sith sensibilities. Like, yeah, so their eyes are just all yellow, yeah. and it makes you wonder, like, what is counting as. Jedi's and Sith now because we are gonna. We, I mean, this is Rebels. It's gonna build up eventually. Yeah, to that statement that Yoda says in Empire, where he's like, "There's only you're the only Jedi, Luke." And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, "What does that mean for all these characters that we love on yeah, this show?" I mean, yeah, it means that uh, that if they get a happy ending at all, it'll only be happy for them. Yeah, <laughs> and and something kind of to note is that they refer to the Inquisitor from season one as the Grand Inquisitor. I know. I mean, we'd we'd seen in in some of the news from that came out of New York Comic Con that that was the Grand Inquisitor. So like he was the big bad boss. We're pretty sure, but also all of the Inquisitors seem to be somewhat similarly powered. Yeah. And the fact that he was the top dog and that now he's gone, it sounds like every Inquisitor that's around is going to be like, okay, you took out the boss. Mm -hmm. That's bad news for you. Mm -hmm. Not just that, but like, what if there's sort of a... uh like, who's going to be the Grand Inquisitor now right. for the competition? Right. Which you kind of get a sense between the fifth brother and the seventh sister. Yeah. And he's like, he's I'm like, going to kill Ezra. There's a little bit of rivalry like, no, 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 there. No. We're going to hold on to him as B. Well, that was the thing was that I actually wanted to bring up. So no, one thing I, I happened to notice in the chat when the chat roll was first up, that uh, Mr. Goku, I think it's 2012, he watches a bunch of the after shows I do here, he's wonderful, <laughs> uh, said that, uh, likened the seventh sister to Azula from uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. 
You know, I could see that. Very kind of similar, you know, and, and that brings up the good point, too, about, uh, you know, the Grand Inquisitor, who was sort of the big bad boss. But, you know, if she is an Azula-like character, which I do think she is, that doesn't matter. She, as far as she is concerned, she is in charge. Uh, and I think we definitely saw that in her interaction with the uh, with the fifth brother. And, um, and I just loved that we had the girl character taking a more tactful approach to dealing with their captive. But at the same time, I get the sense that she's stronger than him. Oh, yeah. He wouldn't, like, he wouldn't take any any crap from somebody that could beat him up. Totally. So, I, or maybe it's a numbers... No, I, I doubt that because I a was numbers thinking, game. I, I thought maybe like their number was their rank, but that doesn't make sense if she's the seventh. Right, sister. unless it was like ten is six the best. Siblings. I know <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I feel like we have to. That's the, that's like when you with that that prank that some people I've I've heard people doing where you have like the three pigs and you label them one and three. And so then everybody's constantly looking around for two, even though there is no two. What happened? <laughs> what happened to two? What happened to six? Are we now? We're gonna meet six? Who knows? Sounds like a Jedi mind trick, right? Yeah, yeah totally. Uh, so yeah, so she she kidnaps uh, Ezra, and, and then uh, and Sabine got in a fight with the probe droids, which was fun. Yeah, no, like this this chase scene, it was very very menacing because again, in true horror movie fashion, the villains are just walking. Yes, yeah. they don't have to run; they no. can take their time. No, that is exactly what it is. It is that slow, steady, methodical movements. Like they're not running around, they're not going crazy. They're just like doing what they need to do. And they're just like luring them. Yeah. yeah. And I thought one spinning lightsaber from the Inquisitor last season was bad enough. Seeing two of them come at you with spinning lightsabers. I know. Genuinely terrifying. Do you guys like the Inquisitor's spinning lightsabers? I love it. It's so <laughs> I'm just cool. starting to grow on me. Yeah. <laughs> Were you not a fan? Um, I just, I mean, like, I mean, we're now being introduced to all these different lightsabers. I'm like, okay. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Like, no it's one's like, gonna hurt themselves or sever their own limbs, but. Okay. Well, because it's, I mean, they're swords. They're traditional, you know, if you're yeah. looking at the original film, they're just traditional swords. Mm-hmm. And so to have one that's like a gun lightsaber. Yeah. And then like one that, like the double-edged lightsaber from episode one, and then now there's a double-edged lightsaber that spins. I, I understand. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. There, we're definitely, we're, de- there's a lot of new lightsabers <laughs> for us to like process. As long as they're like practical and they're actually going to be used, not just like, oh, look at this cool spinny thing. I'm going to be at a Star Wars rave. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Star Wars rave. The Inquisitors are just at a rave. (laughs) Not to do anything. Nice. Uh, Yeah, so, but anyway, uh, both Sabine and Ezra end up being captured by. The Inquisitors, and then uh, and Zeb is is off with Chopper, <laughs> dealing I, with the fact that he can't understand what he's saying. <laughs> I, I did love that we we did focus on um, Zeb this episode. I agree. Oh, yeah. He as as kind of like a more comic relief character, he get falls onto the back burner a mm-hmm. lot, and I don't feel like that's fair. I don't either because like he's got a lot of interesting stuff going on in his backstory, and, and he's got. A lot that he adds to the group too. I think in in terms of just I don't I I really like his character a lot, and I always like to see more from him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. In this one, I like that he 
played sort of like he played dead. To yeah, be able to like try to come up with a plan to get them all out. Of yeah, there. that was great. Yes, great. And I loved, I loved when he got in touch with Sabine and Ezra via the comm and he was Commander Meluron <laughs> which was a reference to the wild goose chase that uh, uh, Hera sent uh, Zeb and Ezra on last season when they were going to get the Meluron fruit and she really just wanted them to like spend some time together and work out their differences. Like, just, just get out of the house. Mom yeah. needs a break. Yeah, that yes. was really, really what it was. Um, yeah, so they uh, uh, so he gets in touch with them and they initially are trying to tell him like, no, Go away, it's gonna be fine. And he, and he gives them the clue to chin up. Mm-hmm. Up. Yes, yeah. up. Up, guys. Yep, look up. up. Look up. <laughs> Literally, because he was up in the ceiling. <laughs> and, and he's so cute. He's all like giving them yeah. I know. He's like, hey guys. He's like, hey guys. Yeah, it was great. great. It was, and it's really cool to see Zeb, who is sort of a, you know, comic relief and brute strength kind of character, come in and be really clever. Mm-hmm. And I like that they foreshadowed that at the yeah, beginning totally. too. With the Where he like he looks chesty. down and then hits his head. Yep. Yes. Yep. A lot of head hitting in this episode. Yeah. I, you know, I hope they have some good sort of like regular painkillers. They did uh, just get medical supplies. This is true. Yes, they do. They yes, do in fact very efficient. Uh, successfully acquire the uh, medical supplies and make their way back to Ghost. And uh, well, we. Find it. Well, first of all, we come back to the ghost, and I really enjoyed the uh, game of space chess going on between uh, <laughs> uh, Kanan and Rex because they are still arguing over uh, the discipline of Jedi versus the discipline of soldiers. Like, you know, let's just settle this over this game. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> which Kanan won, and Rex is like, "Cool, maybe you do understand discipline," and Kanan's still not having it. And I love that Hera's just like sitting in the back, like with her. Like, yeah, exactly. Ba- I was gonna say basically it was like an iPad or a Kindle. Space iPad. <laughs> Space iPad. And, uh, force. yeah. I wonder if there's force touch on that. A force touch? <laughs> Although, you know, it is kind of, since she's the mom of the group, it is kind of like dad and the eccentric uncle who's mm-hmm. come in. It really is. <laughs> yeah, I love it. it. You know, even though I said at the beginning of the episode that it was nice to see Captain Rex not be quite as in focus, uh, I still really like having him around, and I think he he brings a lot to the show and I'm really enjoying his presence and his interactions with Kanan it was nice to see it's nice to see the evolution of that relationship because Kanan went into it being very uh, staunch about the fact that he wanted nothing to do with clones and now they're kind of starting to accept one another but of course the big uh, the, the big issue is that we find out in the episode not surprisingly because Vader sensed Ahsoka's presence in uh, Siege of Lothal but the Inquisitors do, in fact, know about Ahsoka Tano. Yes, and there's not just one Inquisitor. Oh, no, no, no. Which Kanan was like, I had no idea. Yes! is more than one. Yeah. So that was scary and <laughs> foreboding. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, it just kind of makes you wonder, what else does Kanan not, not know? Not know, yeah. Oh, wow. Because this is one situation where I think we, as the audience, in some ways, know a little more than our heroes do. Yeah. So it'll be really, really... I, I wonder yeah, if there are more Inquisitors. In I know, yeah, but exactly. also, like, you have um, 
the the seventh sister had that moment with Ezra, which we forgot to talk about, where she tells him, like, you know, you have really great potential. Like, you know, your your master isn't done. He, he didn't finish his training, but I could train you. Yeah. Almost. And she's like, you're kind of cute. I know. <laughs> I know. She called him pretty. He is awfully, which, pretty, awfully um, pretty. We should probably bring up, there was a theory. Um, Dylan was definitely adamant about this theory last season before we found out who she was. Right. Um, that the seventh sister was actually the friend of Ahsoka's that had set her up uh, uh, to take the call. Oh, yes! So there were a lot of theories about that, but the tattoos don't seem to yeah, match. Yeah, it doesn't seem to match up, but... But that doesn't mean that they don't know each other. Yeah. In some way. That is, that is so interesting. I love that. I agree with you. I don't think it quite matches up, but still, I like it. <laughs> or even how in season one there was that episode at the at the uh, Trooper Academy where all the Force sensitive kids are being yes. taken to Grand Inquisitor. So exactly. are all these like Force sensitive characters now trained to become Inquisitors? Is there like a whole army? <sighs> is that where that one character's sister is? Yeah. Is this <laughs> oh his yeah. Sister, right? Oh, maybe it is his sister. Oh, so many theories. <laughs> uh, but uh, unfortunately, we need to uh, start wrapping things up here. So, any final thoughts? on this episode before we uh, sign off. Um, we we do have two iTunes comments. Oh, uh, yay! Sweet. Let me let me pull them up real quick. Awesome. Uh, we got Just Discovered the Podcast and It's Awesome by Eric underscore Santiago. Uh, he wrote this big... They both wrote big, long things. So you guys, But they gave us five-star ratings and that was great. Yay. And then uh, Sniper Shot 20, Star Wars plus Geeking equals win. Also a five-star rating. You guys are so nice. Thank you, Thank so, you so, much, so much, guys. Yes, and uh, Sabina... Sab- yeah, Sabina. I was like, Sabina, yes. Sabina? Yes. No, it's crazy. <laughs> where uh, where can we find more from you? You're going to be at Kamikaze this weekend, yes? Kamikaze, the Legion of Leia table, as well as the panel on Saturday at 2 p.m. And you can also just find me on Twitter at Wicked underscore Phoenix for a whole bunch of movie sites. And I love geeking out about Disney and Marvel and Star Wars and horror. It's all my jam. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, what I, about you? I think I found a friend. I know. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you guys are the same person. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much. Uh, Katie actually also wrote on the hashtag, it was good to see Zeb getting some attention and plot given that he spent the last few episodes as bait. That is so, true. Agree. Accurate. <laughs> I really um, like the Jaws reference. Yeah. <laughs> 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 a lot of good stuff. Um, but for you guys, you guys can tweeted me at the Menguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at After Buzz, and I'm really excited about Ash versus the Evil Dead Woo-hoo! on Sunday. <laughs> and I also write articles for the Movie Chick, Chick with Two Ks. Be sure to check those out. I just put up a really great interview with Mitchell Whit- Whitfield. Be sure to read that. It's he's a ton of fun. And I'm Emma Fife. You can follow me all over social media at Emma Fife. I do a bunch of shows here at After Buzz TV. I'm also really excited about Ash vs. the Evil Dead. It is going to be awesome. As I said, Megan and I did the red carpet for that last night. It was super cool. Uh, guys, be sure to uh, also follow After Buzz TV on Twitter. Check out all of our other after shows. If you like a TV show, we probably have an after show for it. So you should totally uh, check that out. Remember, you can keep talking to us throughout the week using that hashtag, ABTVRebels. Uh, also, we will be back at our regular time next week. So uh, be sure to tune in on the regular Wednesday, 830 time slot. We'll all be here. We'll see you all then. Thanks so much for tuning in, and uh, we'll see y'all again soon. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. 
to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.